Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Avatar, the last airbender. Hello everybody and welcome to Streaming in Place. Today we are talking about Avatar, the last airbender, book three, Fire, the Boiling Rock, which is episode, or the Boiling Rock, which is episodes 14 and 15. Um, So I think we need to start appropriately by pouring one out. (sighs) Couldn't last forever. Destiny's Child is no longer. So. (laughs) Well, you know, eventually Beyonce just had to strike out on her own. (laughs) And Azula's got the core strength to be Beyonce. She really does. (laughs) She could do that. I'm singing and running on a treadmill thing that Beyonce does to train. She eats her two pieces of sashimi and whatever else, whatever Mm -hmm. that crazy Beyonce diet is. Um, Oh my God. I, you guys, you have to decide, you have to decide when you want to cut me off on Azula is Beyonce jokes, because I just, I feel like I'm just going to run with that for this episode until it becomes untenable. So you mm-hmm. let me know when I'm cut off. Nom, 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 um, nom, 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 nom. Delicious, delicious Azula's Beyonce jokes. <laughs> yeah, no, keep doing them. See how all well those age. <laughs> so, uh, Allison, what did you think of the boiling rock? Um, a prison break episode. Are you kidding? <laughs> Uh, like amazing amazing such fun what lols um Mm -hmm. i just i don't understand how i went from being like yeah yeah zuko whatever to i would die for him um i don't understand how it is that i love Sokka more than i love anyone including tom sorry tom sorry tom i think he's got his headphones on damn that would have been funny um i just Suki is such a badass and the breakup of Destiny's Child is amazing and the design of the prison and all just all of the genre stuff I was very very happy Mm. the entire time what I when I figured out that it was a two-parter and that both parts were just going to be at the prison I got very excited um and Sokka is a genius <laughs> um so Noel did this one live up to your memory did it was it better than you remembered was it just like were you surprised I, I kind of forgot that I thought that there was more I forgot just how isolated it was I thought that more of our familiar friends showed up um but no it's just just dad what and Suki obviously um what what how did this one work for you I I like this one I I mean every, what Allison said about like the genre conventions and everything it's just it's delightful I mean you get a warden speech to the new prisoners you get a lockdown you get isolation um, you just get everything in this. Um, the only thing that's missing is like a, some sort of chain gang type of deal and a prison riot, right? A prison riot to cover your escape. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's just delightful. And again, the show, when it goes into these little genre homages, which it doesn't do a lot, which I really appreciate, but when it does do them, they always do it with such care that I really appreciate it. Um, the only thing I, I that bugs me a little bit about it is that um, Chit Sang, who is our big burly guy who introduces himself into the escape attempts, doesn't seem to care about his girlfriend and his best friend in the second escape attempt. <laughs> he's just like, they're coming with us. And everyone's like, fine, in the first part. And then the second one, he's just like, I'm still in. Those other two guys, though? No, they're out. It's just like, do you not care about them? Did you just forget? 
And the answer is they were like, well, it's too many people to animate. And it would get weird in that gondola with two other randos in there. Um, So they're not in here. Um, But that aside, I think that there's just a lot of really cool stuff in here. But there's also just a lot of like cool animation type stuff that I really, really love. Um, Everything with Momo when he's asleep right at the beginning it's just super cute because he's just like face down into the ground first when Zuko and, and Sokka are trying to leave. And then he's just like got the note as like a blanket over him, over his chest while he's sleeping in the morning. I'm just like, it's so good. I love it. So no, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff in this. Um, and I do enjoy all the Zuko side quests that we get. Um, but honestly, everything about this episode just begins and starts with, my first girlfriend turned into the moon. <laughs> That's, That's rough, buddy. It's rough, buddy. There's nothing you can say. What do you say to that? Like, how do you respond to my first girlfriend turned into the moon? You, There's nothing. How? Like, there's nothing. That's rough, buddy, is the most, is the least socially awkward that Zuko has ever been. Oh, yeah. It's the only social response that you could possibly offer. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's uh, that is the the best and most empathetic that Zuko has ever been, and he did he did just enough. And yeah. you you expect him to sort of spoil it by like going in for an awkward bro hug or something, but no, right. just no. enough. Zuko's not a hugger. No, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, um, how could he be a hugger growing up in that family? I mean, come on. <laughs> maybe he's gonna make up for lost time. You don't know. Yeah, that's true. Because Iroh seems like a hugger. Yeah. Oh, Iroh is definitely a hugger. Totally, yeah. all the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, the th- there's two things that were bothering me, and it's one thing really. Yeah. Uh, as I watched this, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. And yes, I know I'm nitpicking, but in my defense, it's a pretty big nit. And also, Sokka would be on Team Kate with this because how does the cooler float? It's metal. It doesn't make yeah. sense. The gondola, like, I hope the gondola floats. Why would it float? It is giant and metal. They should know that metal things don't float on their own. What is it? I was, like, waiting for maybe an explanation that, like, the cooler was, like, lined with a lot of ice and ice is buoyant. So it can't, or something. And they just go, like, eh, it, just, it does float. Like, yeah. It was very... It's yeah, very strange. You're, Marcus you're is correct. is giving me a hard time. Yeah, it's not like you can make boats out of metal, but they have engines. They have other things in them that are counterbalanced. They're also specifically designed to be boats. A cooler is not designed to be a boat. Um, so I that was it just kept bothering me. And then I, as, and then I was as I was feeling bad about myself for being bothered by something that silly. I was like, you know what, Sokka Team Science would be on board with this, so I was okay with that. Other than that, though, I really enjoyed the episode. <laughs> I was mostly wondering how, like, his little water boat just didn't burst into flames or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, too. I was like, what is that? And then the, but the water is constantly boiling, but but it doesn't get absorbed by the paper boat? What is... Okay. I'm thinking about this. Don't overthink it. There's stuff, right, that happens in this episode that's not the best. Yeah. It's not the best on that regard. Um, and it, it leans a little too hard into the whole Sokka's gonna wing it thing, which I think is a really interesting character thing across mm-hmm. both of these episodes. But it doesn't excuse that kind of narrative shortcutting that they have to do um, for the very... for Especially for the first part to work. The second part, I think, works better. But then it also just gets to the how are these people getting into these cells so easily? Like, I know people have keys, but 
why are they giving keys to new people so much? This isn't okay. Well, like, what is going on in that prison where they are all, the other guard, prison guards are all just very comfortable with prison guards randomly going into every cell, in the same yeah. cells over and over again. Um, I was very glad, you know, it's on Nickelodeon, that we didn't get a, I've started a, struck up a relationship with this cute prisoner as like a explanation for what, for, for Sokka being in, in that. I was glad we didn't go there. Um, but I was like, how are they? And I did think the, let's take advantage of all the physical assault and violence, uh, on the prisoners. I'm, you know, taking, you know, taking part by the, with the guards as an explanation for like the, for Sokka talking to Zuko. I thought that, that actually was a good way around that. And just the guards reactions and Sokka massively overplaying it. Be, and that being written off as, ah, he's the new guy. Yeah, I remember when that, when beating the crap out of prisoners was fun, too. Um, so there, there's a lot of, like, things that, there's a lot of questions. Yeah, but there is also that good joke when Okoda tries to start a prison riot by shoving that guy. And the guy's like, I'm just working on my anger. It really hurt my feelings that you shoved me. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, rehabilitation works. And until it doesn't the immediate next scene. Yeah, the the riot, riot was very, it was a good low, like just low planning solution. Just like, yeah, yeah he, he knows, he knows the, the tenor of this space. He knows the, the vibe. He can yeah. get things going. Um, let's start with the first half first. Um, I liked the pacing of it. I liked, um, you know, at first I was missing the other characters, but I think they really sold that sneaking two people in is hard enough. Um, sneaking more than that in would not work. What did you guys think of, um, like, almost immediately Zuko just being like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> and as opposed to trying to pretend to be a guard for longer. Uh, I mean, it made it, it's obviously, as so many prison break stories are, it's obviously ludicrous. Um, and would never work. Um, although obviously real missed opportunity. They could have had Zuko trying to burn his way out of his cell somehow behind a Rita Hayworth poster. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was a long walk for that joke. And then it wasn't that funny. Um, I uh, I think it's a really smart choice, not just because it adds this interesting wrinkle in that obviously everyone would know who he is, and then it's May's uncle, so then May's there, so then Azula is also there, and that gets more complicated. Um, uh, I also just like that it puts, it just makes it that much more feasible. It would be way harder to have the two of them running around pretending to be guards and both succeeding the entire time than for what for the two of them to be able to sort of role play together when necessary mm-hmm. right there's an economy of character narrative here that serves everyone really really well because then you get to steadily introduce the prison basically so you get the bully guard who becomes the patsy you get the you get shit saying you get everything else and then you can bring in Azula and her crew and May and all this sort of stuff that would just cause the episode to feel overstuffed if we had the entirety of Team Avatar in the prison doing stuff. Plus Toph would just be miserable. Um because she would just be in a big metal metal box surrounded by water. Two things she does not want to deal with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so I think that that decision 
pays off dividends, but it also like then continues what we sort of see in uh, the Firebending Masters, and then here with this whole thing of Sokka trying to reclaim an identity in his whole. Well, I'm I'm the smart one. I'm the plan guy. I'm the ideas guy. That's been my whole role since we kind of decided it. Um, back in Bossing Say, but even before, when I just kind of naturally started doing it, um, he's he's the ideas and sarcasm guy. And I think that watching that play out with him having an identity crisis, again, with the same way that Zuko's having an identity crisis, again, the show is really good at making those threads come together in really nice ways. Even when you sometimes immediately go, wait, what's the story with these two? Like, why would Sokka and Zuko go off on an adventure together, and how would that work? And it's because they both have something to prove in ways. And, like, what could be better for getting you getting you better into the team than helping free two of the primary team members' parent from prison? Um, which isn't really, like, the thing that Zuko's going after in this episode— but it becomes like a good sort of motivation in a very subtle way of like, oh, this this earns me points with the two of them. Um, because it's definitely not my tea making and joke telling because I'm bad at both of these things. <laughs> well, and again, very helpful when trying to balance the scales uh, with the girlfriend to be like, yes, I burned down your town. Sorry about that. Also, eh, rescue you from prison? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, even though like, I, I am not not convinced that Suki would not have escaped on her own given enough time. Mm-hmm. Just given how she scaled that wall while yeah. everyone else was like... <sighs> and it's just, it's very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, that's part two. This is still part one. Um, yeah, so it's it's good. And I think, again, we get to see the Fire Nation's whole, we know how to hold people captive thing. Even our own people, Mm -hmm. just, it's all very chef's kiss good. Yeah. I really like that mostly it was Fire Nation people. Mm -hmm. That was a really good call. And again, like with their wanting to make sure they actively show, like, bad or evil or um, violent uh, waterbenders, right, and blood with the bloodbending. And here being like, we don't know what these people did, but we know they're they're not cool with the Fire Nation, and these are leaders at this one. Having that thread of, like, that's why Suki and Hakoda would be at the same place, because they're the leaders of their group of people, so this is a, a spot for really prized prisoners. So, like, I'm very curious, you know, the, there's lots of space in the headcanon for what these people did to end up at this prison, um... But yeah, I thought that was a really good call. Uh, Marcus says maybe the guards don't much care, uh, don't care much because they have the utmost confidence of prisoners not being able to leave the boiling lake. Good call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the whole the Alcatraz of it all. It's like, okay, so you're now in. You're going to swim to shore in freezing waters that will t- sweep you out to the ocean. Have fun. You know, it's a good call. Right. Right. I agree. Do we have any other thoughts on this one, or shall we go to the escape attempt? I mean, May's family is just so connected. Like, I really appreciate that through line of like, you get the sense that she, her family's like social climbing hierarchy types, um, especially in like the Return to Omashu episode, but just layering it in that her uncle runs the most notorious prison in the entire Fire Nation is just, it's such a subtle little detail that I really, really appreciate it. Um, even if it then allows other complications to happen, which is the main reason it's there, but it makes sense, which is the really good thing. 
Mm-hmm. I like the, like, I, I know you so. It's like, my uncle runs the place. He already introduced himself <laughs> to you. It's just like, again, many, many qualities to Zuko. Um, he's not always the, the, the quickest. He's not. <laughs> it's good narrative redundancy, but it, it also feels character motivated because Zuko's not great. <laughs> so, okay, let's, let's, let's move on to our escape. Uh, good energy, good, uh, like creativity in the fighting. Um, I liked the read, the team ups and the, the matchups. I liked, uh, everything with destiny, destiny's child, Ty Lee being badass, as Keenan says, um, I liked them choosing a side and it's obviously, like, obviously I'm choosing May. I was happy in the circus until you forced me to come with you. So like, and, and, and then immediately they're like, okay, now we got to run. She's going to kill us. <laughs> um, Allison, what were your favorite moments in the second part? Well, it was very satisfying watching Azula fall over um, and glare from like her cheek smush position. Um, that was incredibly satisfying. You know, I've been thinking a lot about my beloved Sokka. Um, and, and I think ultimately in his quest for what is my role on this team he needs to land somewhere around leonard snartville and i do not Mm -hmm. mean that he needs like a cold gun although it would come in handy and like a vocal affectation although again i would be there for that um i think that he needs to adopt the mindset of make the plan execute the plan expect the plan to go off the rails throw away the plan uh because he i think Sokka is forgetting that there is, in fact, a middle ground between everything is planned to every last detail. And I don't know, let's just wing it. When he pushed that balloon, I know this is the previous episode, but when he pushed that balloon into the lava, like, yes, strategically, they need to not find it. But on the other hand, um, what? (laughs) Like, you don't, you can't break into a prison with absolutely no sense of how you might get out. That's very, very bad planning. He needs to get somewhere more in the middle. Um, I also really appreciated that while, nice to see you again, Uh, while Zuko um, is not the brightest bulb in the box, I love that he's the one who's like, well, Azula got here somehow. That was very satisfying. Um, And I uh, stay in a couple of Water Tribe geniuses. Mm Mm-hmm. They're so good together. They are. It's really, oh, it just, I love watching Sokka be a child. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it just, it's really, it's really nice. Um, And that relationship I think is, is just really, really well written. You know, you watching dad kind of walk the line of this is my child and I have to protect him. And this is a young man who I put a lot of trust in. And now I need to keep, I need to continue to give him that respect. And I, it's just, it's really great. I thought both of these episodes were, I mean, I, it seems like I'm a little warmer on them than I, either of you. Um, but it's this one where I was like, oh my God, the twists, the turns, the ups, the downs, my heart, it's in my mouth. I just love him more than I fear you. Yes, Sokka, looking through the face, seeing me. Oh, God, yes, give it all to me. I loved it. <laughs> it's really, really fun. Yeah, if, if I sound uh, reserved, it, it, it's just because I don't have much to say. I feel like how you were saying you felt, uh, Allison, the other day, where you're like, it's good. I liked it. <laughs> I don't have smart things to say. It was fun. 
<laughs> so, Noel, that leaves you. Right. So one of the things I actually really do like about this episode in particular is that they give so much space to the May and Zuko relationship. Um, and by so much space, I mean like a scene and then uh, May's decision to make sure that the gondola gets away. But I still really appreciate the fact that they do that, considering they make a really big deal about Zuko spending time with her over the course of this season, even if it's just really kind of limited to uh, the the beach and then the note, along with the little bit about the whole, this is what your life could be sort of deal um, right before everything collapses before the invasion. And so watching May in particular get a moment to be like, WTF, man, a note? I rank more than a note. Um, And just having that space play out and like having both her getting that opportunity to yell at him, but then also this opportunity to be like, yeah, no, this is the thing I care about in my life. Him. I'm going to make sure that it's safe even if it means that the scary girl who shoots lightning at me is angry at me. Um, So I like all of that. And it's something, again, that I think another show wouldn't necessarily have made that time for, considering that it doesn't seem as pivotal a thing um, in the grand scheme of, like, Zugo's whole journey compared to, like, his relationship with Iroh or his... both narrative but also thematic relationship to Aang. But it acknowledges that it's a big part of Zuko's life. And I really like that that's there for them. So then watching her basically decimate all of these prison guards single-handedly is deeply rewarding. And then everything with Azula is just so good. Like, though, just from like a pyro technics perspective i think a lot of rocketing azula which is kind of my favorite azula (laughs) um is really great but you also get like good bits of tai lee but the other thing i like about the tai lee stuff is that they know how to handle tai lee now like they've clearly been training (laughs) off screen about how to fight tai lee uh which i really like uh suki especially um but then Sokka and Zuko just make a good double team in their fight with Azula. Like, that's the other thing I really like about that is these two guys who have fought against each other suddenly know how to fight two-on-one combat really smartly uh, with a go-in, fade-out, go-in, fade-out, which is just really classic sort of tactics in that kind of a situation. Um, so it's it works really, really well. And then to have that ending be the collapse of the girl squad and that you should have feared me more than you loved him um it's just very exciting and i'm i'm it's just really good and again azula's core strength is ridiculous it's just ridiculous Mm. um so i i really like a lot of the character stuff that happens in this episode even if it occasionally takes a backseat to a lot of the spectacle and plot but I think a lot of the character stuff in this episode in particular is just really, really strong. Yeah, you can definitely see the care or the the um, the care taken with the plotting, right? Like they knew exactly where they were headed at the beginning of the season. So they're like, hey, well, we're going to have this thing with Zuko and Mei. Uh, so that means that we better 
build to it earlier on. And we want to make sure we get some scenes of, of May and Ty Lee hanging out so that, like, Ty Lee's choice makes sense, like, eight episodes from now. You know, like, they it's, they knew what they were doing when they were at the beginning of the season. It wasn't, you know, it speaks to how you have to write for animation since there's such a front right. lead I'm- time. I was about to say, they had to know. Yeah. <laughs> because delivering the show like this every year, basically, is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. It's impossible, almost. Um, so, yeah, they had to have known everything they were going to do. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, of course. Uh, Marcus says, I was expecting Azula would be the one to say, cut the cable. And Diego says, it was good for the warden to make good on his threat of, uh, he'd rather boil than let someone escape. He's evil, but at least he's not a liar. Um, yes. He's very he's very committed to his job. And his, and his reputation and his honor. Yeah. Well, do we have any final thoughts on the Boiling Rock? Listeners, uh, Keenan and Diego and Marcus, throw it in the chat if you have any final thoughts. Allison? Oh, um, I, I guess I want to sort of reemphasize a point that Noel was making about um, the the economy of the time spent in this episode and what they fo- the relationships they choose to focus on. We don't actually need a ton of time with Suki and Sokka. By the way, Zuko, Suki, and Sokka as a, like a, three-person team is hilarious um (laughs) just purely on a name basis um because they allow us that time with Zuko and May and because I don't know why it was unexpected to me but it was the arrival of um Ty Lee and Azula is sort of unexpected and because of the choice they made earlier in the season I'm really startled by how invested I am in when May and Ty Lee are going to get out and join Team Avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I just uh, am surprised about how much I care about those two people in particular. It's not like they're at the top of my must-protect-at-all-cost list, but uh, all of the choices with those characters up to this point, I think, have somehow prepared me to immediately sort of switch into thinking, like, they're okay. Somebody should probably get them out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kina says, I really enjoyed this episode. Sokka is my sweet angel baby. I'm very, 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 very nervous about dad's continued aliveness and also about what future episodes hold. They got a war blimp now. Like, I feel like they're on pretty solid standing. They've got a war blimp now. Hopefully they haven't invented tracking systems yet. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't. Don't worry. No one's going to trace them. But <laughs> They don't have yeah. GPS. Yeah. But this is a good question for Allison to answer is Marcus's. If Azula's Beyonce, who's who for May and Ty Lee? Oh, this is extremely easy. So okay. uh, May is definitely Kelly. And Tylee is definitely Michelle. Let me put it this way. When Beyonce was the halftime act at the Super Bowl the first time, they did, because technically the second time it was uh, Coldplay, Mm -hmm. it wasn't, but technically it was. And then they were just like, this would probably be Beyonce and Bruno Mars. We're just, we'll do that. Um, Anyway, going back. when they came when there was a special appearance surprise appearance by destiny's child as a unit and when they came out there were these like platforms that came up and like boom boom but michelle's was too fast or something so she bounced and when she landed it was like boom 
but there was like dang, 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 dang. And if you were going to animate Ty Lee making an entrance on a stage at a large concert, that is what would happen, only she would go way <laughs> higher. So it's like, it's it's not, this is not a difficult call. Azula is beyond, I mean, Azula could never, but right. but maybe almost could. In An, like evil Beyonce. An evil Beyonce. An evil Beyonce. Azula is Beyonce. May is definitely Kelly. And Michelle is extremely Ty Lee. In fact, of the three, the one that is the closest is that Ty Lee is Michelle. So take that however you would have to choose some Destiny's Child songs in which Michelle figures prominently. Luckily, there are many of them. Um, also, Michelle was the first ever RuPaul's Drag Race special guest judge ever. <laughs> so Ty Lee also gets points for that. Kate, I hope that the entire Twitter um, like poll for this is just listen to Allison describe <laughs> who's Destiny's child on this yeah. show. Just make sure make that okay. the thing, and this will go viral. <laughs> it's, it's extremely straightforward. It's also, not you should, a difficult call. You should just pitch this to Vulture or AV Club, Allison, right now, and just do a whole thing about it and then be sure to link to the podcast After um, now that it's right over. <laughs> <laughs> well, Diego says we're so close to the end too. And we yes. are. Um, so our next episodes, we have two more, two more episodes for tomorrow and then just the finale on, on Monday. So for tomorrow, uh, we're going to do episodes 16 and 17, the Southern Raiders and the Ember Island players. So Allison, what do you think? The Ember Island Players? Yes. Yeah, do you remember what Ember Island is? No. That's it's... the beach. That's like the, the island they were at for the beach. Oh, right. The Hamptons. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ember Island Players. Okay. So for that one, Team Avatar has to hide out in a Fire Nation village. And the best way that they can come up to do with to do that is to put on a show. <laughs> Um, so then they do whatever the Fire Nation version of our town is. Okay. And then and then Katara gets to do um God, I would pay such do money people, to watch the Fire Nation version of our town. Anyway. Do, do people ever realize life as they live it every every minute? And then uh and that's that's Katara. And then Zuko says, Some people line. And then someone gives him his next slide. The poets, they do some. Oh, I'm ready to go now. And then they go and then they go off. And then and then Zuko does a monologue about how it's lights out in in Hotman's corners. And solid. Solid. Thanks. Thanks. I could keep going, but I yeah. but I'm gonna stop. Okay. And then right. the the other one is the Southern Raiders. Yes. Um, so maybe it's a flashback to when um Katara's mom died. Okay. That's my guess. Okay. Cool. Well Um pace these episodes a little bit, everyone. Um one of these is not like the other. Let's yeah. say that. Um so yeah, one of these is not like the other. So, um, but also be happy that you have the whole weekend to watch the four part finale. <laughs> oh, I am watching them back to back to back to back. Right? On no, Sunday. I am too. But I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. Okay, you've got, you've got time to watch the finale. Over the I'm end. so sad it's going to be done. Yeah, I'm so sad. Yeah. 
this is like, and, and I do not have my usual luxury of just saving the finale until a day I really need it. Yeah. Mm. Well, I guess I really only do that with sitcom finales anyway. I'm excited to watch the finale because I have not rewatched the finale since I think it aired. I think I've maybe watched it like once since then. So I'm actually really excited to rewatch the finale. Um, I've watched one of these pairs of episodes actually a number of times. Um, so yeah. Okay. Cool. Excited. Looking forward, to, looking forward to the conversation tomorrow. Uh, thank you to Keenan and Diego and Marcus for hanging out today in the zoom. And thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Bye.